0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black in your money. I'm Rob Black. Money, money, money. Let's get straight to it. Money. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. 800-516-1220. I always try to do my best to come up with good content for you. And one of the areas that I think is worthy of mention is PayPal. PayPal owns Venmo and acquired them for almost nothing, $800 And you could say that it was one of the best things that PayPal has ever done as far as acquisitions. It goes towards the Google and YouTube acquisition of, did they pay that little? So it pays to beat earnings expectations on Wall Street. So shares of PayPal ticker symbol P Y P L are up on the news. They beat top line revenue, bottom line earnings growth and it blew away consensus. Um, what fueled the beat as the go Go's once said, we got the beat. We got the beat. We got the beat. Yeah, we got it. They were a pretty hip band for their time. It's funny how, what was once edgy girls band, rock and roll, This was rock and roll, and now it sounds like elevator music. Do you know how hot and sexy it was to see four good-looking women in a band rocking it out? Would they ever have been as big of a success if it wasn't for MTV? Hell yeah, because they were pre-MTV. Now, what does this have to do with PayPal? Oh, they beat. (laughs) They beat. I was a little too young, Belinda Carlisle. But that didn't stop my young boy hormones from thinking that I was gonna marry her one day. This was rock and roll, kids. Now it's like I said, I love her music. Anyhow, I must move forward. Um, so what fueled the beat? It wasn't beauty and the beat. It was more shopping activity for PayPal. Total payments volume rose 30% to just over $114 billion. Of that, some 35% came through mobile devices. With mobile payment volume jumping 54% to about $40 billion. PayPal also raised its full year guidance. It now expects to earn between $1. 86 and $1. 88 on revenue of $12.9 Blah, 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 blah. That's when I start losing you, when I start giving projections of the future and comparisons towards the past. But their peer to peer payment system, Venmo, processed $9 billion in payments, uh, better than 90% increase from a year ago. 90% increase. Now, let's just say you go home today and your wife says, honey, how was your day? And you go, you won't believe it, sweetie. I grew revenue by 90% year over year. We're rich. We're going on vacation, honey. You can get any earrings you want for under $1,000. We're going to Hawaii. Um, if you can find a good Thursday-to-Thursday flight. Um, But we're still doing it. While in Hawaii, you'll listen to the relaxing sounds of hookalaka-laka. On the coast of hookalaka-laka, you'll dine on dolphin. You're not going to be eating while riding a dolphin, Silly. You're going to be eating the dolphin, because I hate dolphins. The only thing I like about oil spills is when they take out large swaths of dolphins. So if you come home with a 90% year-over-year revenue beat, you're going to be pretty much so loved, right? And that's Venmo. I'm a member of Venmo. You know what I don't like about Venmo? It's people who publicize who they're paying. There's a social aspect to it that just weirds me out. Because everything that I'm paying, you know, discreetly, it's like dark fantasy. And then it's like, um, it's like you'll see like it's XXX productions. And then it's like, You know, um, Adam and Eve. You're like, whoa, Rob's buying. I don't want you to see that stuff. So you got to make sure you turn that stuff off. I don't want to see what you're buying. I don't want you to see what I'm buying. But it starts out showing you everything. I'll show you mine if you show me yours. No thank you when it comes to what you're doing in your private life with payments. In payment systems like Venmo, which are kind of alternative? I think so. You're not throwing down cash. I don't know if your tropical, topical dancer would take a Venmo. Hula girl shakes it for you. Can you pay a hula girl at Venmo? No way, And for the record, for those of you who are going to Hawaii for the first time this Thanksgiving, do not do a luau. Luaus are big ripoffs. Luaus are designed to take American dollars from Americans. Even though Hawaiians are Americans... They certainly don't act like it when it comes to taking American dollars from Americans. So you go to a luau, and if you've been to one luau, you've been to them all. And my sister got married, and I went to a luau. So I've been to one. Then the kids want to go to one. And then the wife wants to go to one. And then you divorce that wife. And a girlfriend wants to go to one. And after, like, five of these, you are ready to get maybe an assault rifle. I mean, you're ready to snap, right? It's like working at the post office for 40 years. You're you're, a goner. So, Luau was like, On the big island, there was a volcano that erupted. And after the volcano came loveliness, out of the volcano came Hawaii. You're like, I didn't think there was a V in Hawaii. Hawaii? I, what? And then there was a girl who could dance. Mm. Said girl dancing comes out. You're like, well, that's nice. I sure wish my girlfriend had hips that could move like that. And then she punches you because she can read your mind and you're actually not keeping it in your mind. You're actually talking out loud. And you're on to girlfriend number two. She wants to go to a luau. And then you learn they do the same thing. At the big island of Hawaii, that was born out the a Thunder came out. And then like, this big fat guy comes on and dances around and he's thunder. Like, okay, I get it. But the calm winds blew in. The people from the Philippines. And they brought with them lovely spam. (laughs) Like, okay, I've had enough. Okay, so PayPal, you can't pay, you cannot pay a Hawaiian hula dancer in Venmo, is what the point of that story was. I tried. Peer-to-peer payment system Venmo processed $9 billion in payments. Total payment volume over the last 12 months more than doubled to $30 billion. PayPal is up on that news. I think PayPal instantly becomes a stock that you think about. Because you're thinking electronic commerce, right? Uh, I mean, you're thinking alternatives to cash. I find cash to be dirty and filthy, so I, I don't like it in any way, shape, or form. But with that being said, um, PayPal PYPP PYPL, um, I think it's, it should be on your radar, as should Visa. And you know, Visa never has a bad quarter. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, American Express recently had a pretty good quarter, and American Express to me isn't PayPal. That's the problem. American Express has always had higher fees than, say, a Visa or, or MasterCard. I like PayPal. I like Visa. I like MasterCard. I even like American Express. Now that they've gone through their losing Costco kind of thing, and they're trying to come into the 21st century. And if I were in Hawaii, it would sound like this. In the 21st century, American Express came out of the volcano. And you'd be like, okay, I get it. Rob Black hates luau's. And you know how much a luau is? like 80 dollars for an adult and they're like it's unlimited booze and you're like i don't drink a lot of alcohol and then you get there and you're like well maybe that day i'll drink a lot of alcohol and you get there and it's like coarse light and you're like where's the assault rifle <laughs> like you, at this point in time you're ready for a drink speaking of drinking i love sia Is Sia taking us a break well i'm gonna shut up and listen to Sia. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz and don't forget the weeknight replay at 7 I'm Rob black. children children you're black go get your jack-o'-lanterns it's time The Michael Myers theme playing in my head. Children! Americans are going to spend an average $86.13 on Halloween. Shoppers plan to spend $3.4 billion on costumes alone. No. It's me. Hey kids. Watching the movie hit really, really stoned, doesn't make it more scary. Halloween spending is slated to hit a record 9.1 billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you know what's disappointing is candy. Americans plan to partake in Halloween festivities. 179 million Americans are going to do something on Halloween. Halloween Halloween-oriented. That's pretty nuts. It's cuckoo. It's loco in the cocoa. $86 each we're going to spend on Halloween. So I'm looking at Mike right now, and he produces the show in the morning. Unbelievably extraordinarily. Wonderful. And all he needs to do for his Halloween costume, white t-shirt, white pants, and a mop. He is Mr. Clean. He's got the shaved head. Why do anything else? Why spend $86? I don't get it. So, you know who I'm thinking about being the scariest person of all? Harvey Weinstein. Too soon? Too soon to be Harvey Weinstein? I'm going to walk around with a bunch of scripts in a bathrobe with a big debut on my on my uh, bathrobe. Are you Maybe some massage oil. Too soon? Too what soon? What is the matter with you? So we're going to spend $86 each when all you need is a bathrobe and a bunch of scripts with a big W on it. In search of Halloween-related goods, 47% of shoppers told the National Retail Foundation that they visit discount stores. Great place to get Halloween costumes, obviously, uh, if you're going to be spinning the do re is thrift stores. And, you know, actually, it's not a bad idea to go to, like, Palo Alto. Uh, like a thrift store there because a lot of rich people give away a lot of expensive clothes that they never wear. Once still has the price tags on it. Just saying, I would say I would give you a hundred thousand dollars. If you ever see me in a radio shack, you know, this is true. I've never been spotted in a radio shack, but I won't make that same deal for a thrift store. Halloween continues to be a highly anticipated holiday for Americans. It's a nice fantasy, right? It's a nice break. Um, I'm not saying anything, but one year I had a girlfriend dress up as roller girl. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm, you know, are you with me? Dirk? I am an American God. So Halloween continues to be highly anticipated. How many people did I say are going to participate in Halloween this year? 171 million people. We can't get 171 million people to vote. We can't get 50 million people to vote without having like, uh, two loser candidates basically, you know, slamming each other pretty nauseatingly. Uh, aggressively, 171 million people. We should have Halloween be our election day, and to get candy, you have to go vote. Right, right. Record spending expected around Halloween this year. um Good for retailers. Good for Amazon. um That's the only play that I can imagine is playable on Halloween. Now you can go like with the candy angle, like a Hershey. But now, 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 I think it's an Amazon play yet again. So Halloween, breaking a spending record yet again. Do you have eighty six extra dollars? Or should you put that into your car payment? Put it in your car payment. Go as Mr. Mister Clean. Go as Harvey Weinstein. I know, I know. Some guys are going to steal my costume idea. So, um, now we, women, I highly recommend you go as Henrietta Weinstein. Get a bathrobe. And get a, a bunch of scripts. But then again, you don't have to promise guys scripts. So, Say what? Uh. You had me at bathrobe. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Don't be shy. Pick up the phone. Give me a call. Halloween is celebrated around the world. In the United States, costumes, trick-or-treating sum up the Halloween experience. But in other parts of the world, Halloween celebrations range from cemetery gatherings to buffalo racing. I know what you're saying. I once heard a rumor that there was a festival of cows. That's true. (laughs) in nepal it's a carnival that celebrates the dead i know you're saying are you kidding me rob no go google festival of cows in nepal festival of the hungry ghost in ancient chinese traditions that include lighting lanterns and going to the opera that's pretty scary going to the opera i once took a girlfriend to the opera and we went to see the civil war one and it was awful um because it was done in english which, if you're going to do opera, do Italian opera, in my opinion, but try to do it Go to an Italian opera in France and it'll just confuse you um, Because the French like you to speak French and do your, their operas in French but do an Italian opera in France is the way to do it, because that's classy That's classy-like, but um, yeah, don't go see an American opera on the Civil War where they go like this War is so sorrowful but this war is the most awful of all. Versus this? Sucks. I could listen to that all day. In fact, let's just in the show right now. That guy's in tights. Never sounded so good. So Dressing up as ghost school or fantasy figure is pretty popular, like I said, um, and many, many Americans are going to do it. But I want to go to a buffalo race. I don't know why I want to go to a buffalo race, but I'm pretty sure that I want to go to a buffalo race. Um, in Ireland, Halloween was born as the Celtic festival of Samhain, Samhan, uh, when ghosts walked amongst the living. Traditions bound like bonfires and eating barmbrack, a fruitcake whose content can tell your fortune on fortune telling fruit cakes find a ring and you'll be married within a year a thimble and a single hood is in your future a stick and lots of travel in your future i mean you can't make this stuff up irish even their traditions make me want to drink so i'm rob black talking all things financial and a little halloween i'm rob black want the podcast with music Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220, KDOW. 800 1220 Stitch Fix, a personal styling company, just filed for an IPO. It was profitable the last two years. and had $1 billion in revenue. It's going to trade with the ticker symbol SFXI. SFIX, that's what it is s fix um and it's personally st- personal styling service uh, company claims nearly 2.2 million active clients and revenue of nearly 1 million dollars Company's profitable so strongly believe that this is kind of a new type of retailing the kind of plays excuse me for being kind of grandiose when i say this it kind of does something amazon doesn't do terribly well when you buy clothes from amazon You start with this concept of it's kind of ghetto, or it's kind of, um, I don't want to use the word ghetto here. It's kind of um, plain. You kind of think that you're going to get, like, Dockers at, Dockers or Deckers? Dockers. Plain brown pants. Um, So this company does style in a box, essentially. Um, So it, it would... It's going to be an interesting IPO. Customers fill out an online profile, telling the company a bit about their personal style, what they like to wear, and how much they prefer it to cost. The company then sends out a box full of items for you to try on, complete with a prepaid return label. The styling per box is $20, but the fee goes towards anything that you buy. So you have to buy something per box. Otherwise, it's $20. Um, And if it's a $20 t-shirt, then you're set. You basically covered what you're going to get. I love this idea. In large part, I don't consider myself very stylish and I tend to find that a little bit too often my style goes to like five straight years of everything from Banana Republic because I like their fit. Um, Then it's five straight years from Gap because I like their fit or their stores close to the home kind of thing. So Stitch Fix encourages customers to buy more of the items in each box by offering 25% discount if all five items are purchased. However, customers are not required to buy anything, and if they can send all the items back, it's just that $20 fee. This is something that Amazon doesn't necessarily do terribly well, but they're getting into that business, and there's nothing that they can't do that's even similar to it. So it's kind of cute because let's say you like a, um, let's say that they send you something that you've never had, like a a Japanese wrap, a wrong or something along those lines, and it's got this print on it of like, Flowers And you you basically could fill out a form that says, I like the way it fit, but the print was a little bit mm, teenager. Next month, you may get the same exact dress, just black. That's kind of cool. So it is personalized on some level. Stitch Fix, S-F-I-X. And um, I think if you're Amazon, I think if you're Macy's, I think if you're Any major retailer, you need to be doing something similar to that because people like me hate shopping. Hate it, hate it, hate it. Um, Don't mind the idea of getting a box and seeing what they sent this month because there's kind of a treasure chest feel to it. So remember when the Black Monday hit Wall Street and people were jumping out of buildings? Stock market had this massive crash Uh, 30 years ago. It was 30 years ago on a day just like today. In fact, it was today. And you see this clown suddenly with red balloons. You're like, don't go near. Don't go near that crazy-looking clown. Cookie. And then you quickly learn that's not a clown. That's Kelly Conway. Oh. Next to her is another clown. Donald Trump. No, don't go. It's no, on Wall God, Street. Please, no. 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 So, okay, so that's enough. The market dropped 22.6% in one Friggin' day but why did it do that was it a bad jobs report was it gdp going negative was it an atomic bomb being exploded was it a president being assassinated uh what was it what was the cause what was happening in october of 1987 was it what was it did gold fall of 50%? Was there something there? Was there a hint? Here's what it was. It was nothing. The economy was doing quite well. And people forget that. So a huge sell-off could slow the economy and even lead to a recession in the stock market. So today, if the stock market to drop 22%, I would feel less wealthy. And I would probably not go to Hawaii and spend money. Um, I'd probably not go to Mexico and spend money. I'd probably not get that new truck that I want to get. So as scary as October was, U.S. economic growth remained resilient even before the stock market crash and even after the stock market crash. That's the one thing that people tend to forget is it didn't have any sort of lingering effect. It's the most important thing to remember on a market that's down 25%. For some reason, it didn't lead to bad things, and it wasn't caused by bad things. And that's your story of the day. I know you're saying, thank you, Rob. Thank you. I'm going to tell that exact story to my children tonight as I put them to bed. And now you know. My next story is about when that special time of the month comes for the first time on flow. So you're going to want to gather everyone around the fire tonight for that story. No way. I know. I know. I'll shut up now. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about um snapchat no i'm not gonna do this story i could do the story oh snap they're selling the dancing hot dog costume on ebay on amazon so you know the Can dancing you hot dog dig it? You dig it? $80 now what did i say earlier the average american spends like $80 on halloween costumes i think that's funny so nike is losing its lead in one key area of demographic growth And um, I throw that out there in large part because I I own Nike and I like Nike. For the first time in a decade, though, the swoosh did not have the most popular sneaker in the U.S. Um, Who did? It was Adidas. And it passed the Jordan brand in U.S. sales. Nike's most recent quarter, its performance um, was was ultimately flat. So you got to go way, way, way back. So now, again, this time last year... You had the Summer Olympics and you had the Euro Cup both being going on. So Nike sold a lot of shoes. Uh, A lot of commercials during those events. And then a lot of people going, I want to play soccer like that guy just did. Or I want to run the 100 meter dash like that guy just did. So I'm going to buy some Nikes. Uh, Nikes kind of jerks when it comes to athletes. They kind of are, just so you know. So Nike's laying off about 2% of its staff. They're losing dominance in what key market? teenagers so and that's kind of a scary thing because you could start thinking about you know the backlash if teenagers ever turn against uh facebook which they kind of have and facebook just bought an app that a lot of teenagers have been using so if teenagers ever turn their their back on brands ooh, they it could be tough because they are not only the current users uh the big users the big spenders they're the big spenders right and that's kind of important. So that's worthy of note, in my opinion. So Nike losing a key demographic. Now forget burnout. The more pressing problem in your career um, is you know, the career ledge. When you've reached a peak in your career and you're not burned out, but you're ready to jump. It's becoming more of a problem amidst rising expectations of universities and professional associations, high competition for graduate roles, and increasing pressure for businesses to perform in the globalized economy. So it's hitting the cliff, career ledging. It's a phenomenon that's pretty widespread at this point in time. A lot of people suffer from career ledging. It's detrimental to the future success of a person's career path. It's very little is being done to address the issues and support workers on a national level. But being stuck on a clear ledge is where high achievers basically reached a peak point in their career um, or reached the top of their tree, and they just don't know how to move forward anymore. And high achiever attributes you know, um, have helped them get to where they are, and then they get to the point of, what do I do now? And a lot of times what they do is self-sabotage. And in no way, shape, or form am I saying Harvey Weinstein did that. I think he's you know, technically a predatory monster. Have you ever said to yourself, like, man, he has it all. He runs a movie studio that's kicking out great movies. Like, why would you do this? Why would you sabotage yourself with this? Potentially, maybe he was bored. Maybe he hit a career ledge where he couldn't go any higher. Now, Again, I'm I'm guessing there, and that's a a stupid thing to do. Uh, Maybe he always had the DNA of a predator. I don't know. But I can tell you that... uh, I understand the idea of career legend because I once had a national radio show and I was kind of hot I was kind of the, the big bucket of chicken. You know, when you go to Kentucky fried chicken, you get a bucket of chicken and you're like, I'm going to share this with all my friends and you start eating it and then you eat more and you're like, I'm going to share it with two of my friends and you eat more. I'm going to share it with my best friend and you eat more and you eat the whole dang bucket of chicken. I was that I bucket of chicken. Nattles, so the career ledge is an important thing to talk about. As this, how shall we say, mm, bubblegum pop brings up the point. So pay attention to people who hit a career ledge. I'm Rob Black, money, investing, and more. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. What keeps you up at night? Is it your children? Because I believe that the children are our future. Everything I've ever learned, I've learned in cheesy songs from the 1980s. So if you're a millennial, there's an ad out there right now. I think it's pretty darn telling. And it's an ad by Timberland. And Timberland makes boots. And the ad says, you're never going to retire. Why should your boots? And I believe that children are our future. And they're never going to retire. Now, I do like Timberland boots, but that's off topic. I know you're saying, You wear boots, Rob? I do. I look good in them. It keeps me up at night. Do I look good in these boots? Do these boots make me look fat? So what's the question that keeps you up at night? And typically, more often than not, it's it's money. And a lot of times it's what's gonna happen to the stock market for me. The stock market's been very, very good to me, and you know who's going to ruin it for me? Is it the president? As my Jamaican friends would say, no, 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 no. Is it the Japanese? No, 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 no. What's going to ruin the stock market? Is it high price of oil, low price of oil? No, 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 no. What's going to ruin the market? And one of the things that, you know, keeps me up at night is this idea that it's not marijuana. Marijuana solves all problems. It's not going to ruin the market, so says my Jamaican friends. I don't know myself, so I inhaled. I just I, I, I didn't inhale. I just played with the smoke in my mouth. I, I never inhaled. Um, Clinton, what was he thinking with that lie? Um, okay, so for me, the biggest mistake or the biggest thing that keeps me up at night is the central bank. It's the Federal Reserve. It's what are they going to do with interest rates? Um, The Federal Reserve, the Bank of England, the European Central Bank, the Bank of Japan, they've all engaged in this extraordinary balance sheet expansion that has become known as quantitative easing. It's the one thing that I fear could take down the stock market and take it down big time. So our Federal Reserve has been slowly, slowly lower, raising interest rates higher, higher. And when they lowered them, they were like, quicker, 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 quicker. We couldn't lower rates fast enough to zero. You make lending cheap. Holy mackerel. You suddenly have money to buy anything. So you were like, I want another mortgage. Thank you for that mortgage. Give me another mortgage. Um, I'm going to go build a spaceship. Apple didn't build a literal spaceship. They built an office that looks like a spaceship. Of which, if you Google 4K Apple spaceship, there's amazing 4K uh, drone footage that for some reason, a drone's able to take better footage than a crane. It's pretty amazing. I highly recommend it. Um, but anyway, the thing that keeps me up at night is the Federal Reserve, and it's not even close. Or it's it's all the banks, and when they unwind quantitative easing, when they take cheap money away, because I need someone to buy my home. If I bought my home for nine hundred thousand, it goes up to one point five million. I want someone to buy it for one point five million. I don't want them to buy it for one point four. I don't want them to buy it for one point three. Right. I want top dollar. And what happens is, as interest rates rise, people are going, well, you know, for me to borrow that money, I'm going to have to pay back $3,000 a month, $4,000 a month. Oh, interest rates go up again? Oh, it's going to cost me $5,000 a month. And there's a point in time where people are like, I, I can't afford that. I can't do it. I just can't do it. And the wife's like, Please. You can't handle the truth. It's got a good school system and Jimmy needs a good school system. Otherwise, he's going to die. It's, the dad's like, I can't do it. I don't have. Okay, I'll do it. But when interest rates move higher, sometimes that math just kicks in that you just can't do it. So people don't afford mortgages. People don't afford, you know, a house. They don't go, it's a $1.5 million house. They go, I can spend $4,000 a month. I can look at my budget and go, I can spend 4000 a month on housing or I can spend 3000 a month on housing. They don't go, I want a big deluxe apartment in the sky. They go, I want to live in New York and I've got $3000 a month. And if it gets you a big deluxe apartment in the sky, you're like, "Woohoo!" If it gets you a, a, a great house near a good school system, you're like, "Woohoo!" But if $3000 a month gets you a dingy cardboard box that has air conditioning, you're going to be like, "I'm going to do that." If that's all it gets you, it's all you it gets you, right? So, and higher interest rates changes that number for people. So, what keeps me up at night is not being able to sell my home for top dollar because of interest rates. Because of some fat, pudgy white woman um, named Janet Yellen. I know you're saying, you got something that's fat, pudgy white women? I do. I do. Janet Yellen. She kind of looks like the offspring of the Pillsbury Doughboy. Um, but I do find her sexy. I don't know what that you says look about like me. You a succulent baby lamb. Um, I would love to take Janet Yellen to dinner. She used to be the Federal Reserve uh, Chairman for San Francisco, so she knows that I listen. She knows you know me. She knows where to find me, right? Because I'm kind of a big deal in San Francisco. She knows I've got books, leather books. I'm kind le- of a big deal. Leather-bound books. She knows I've got... I have many leather-bound books, and my apartment smells of rich mahogany She knows this. She can find me. But she's my nightmare. I'm very important. Fantasy by day, nightmare by night. I have nightmares that she's going to raise interest rates too fast. And that people aren't going to be able to grow their wages into those higher interest rates. Are you with me? Against me? You got to choose a side. This is a civil war. I'm Roberto Negro. Find me at RobLexShow.com. Lots of channels. Nothing to watch